0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Jason Longshore joins us right now. He is the analyst for Atlanta United. And, uh, by the way, stay tuned. We've got a pair of standing room only tickets for the Hawks taking on the Warriors game Friday, March 17th at State Farm Arena. We'll give those away between now and the end of the show. Jason, it's good to have you back on. Um, It's good to see this team playing as well as they are. And I'm just going to start there. Why? Why? Why does this look so good? And Atlanta United fans and 17s are going, wow, this is exciting.
2: Yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise when you get everybody healthy for the first time and feels like forever. I don't know if this past week was the first week that you have had everybody on the roster able to participate in at least some level of training. But the last one out has been Osvaldo Alonso coming back from the ACL injury. Mateo Sosatiu picks up a little hamstring during training in the week. But you're as healthy as maybe this team's ever been under Gonzalo Pineda. And look, when you have a team that's healthy and you can work on concepts like counter-pressing, and you go back to the first goal, and it's a prime example, it's a long ball played by Brad Gazan that then turns into a break the other way after Charlotte had possession and got trapped in the middle third. Turnover happens, goal, immediately. The transition moments were great. I think the overall concepts of the way this team is playing, they're really getting it. And Jorgos Yakomakis isn't starting yet. Derek Etienne is going to have to fight his way onto the field with Caleb Wiley playing the way that he is. Franco Lee Botter has been maybe the best holding midfielder in the league through three games. It's been really good. Because it's been consistent in terms of who's on the field and how much they can play,
3: Jason. It seems like since uh, Nagby left, we always bring it up about the guy, the glue guy, the point guard, for lack of a better word, the guy who gets the ball from the back to the front. It just seems like they've got that thing happening now. And again, uh, Almada making plays, Aruju. And I thought the uh, second Wiley goal, where Aruju lets the ball pass, which was a really smooth decision. It was very, it was, it was just so pretty. It just reminds you and it invokes, as we said earlier, like the uh, the 17 and 18 season under Tata.
2: I can't wait till we get far enough away from those first two seasons that we can push notes back into the memory banks and and call on them nicely from time to time. But because this team's really different, honestly, this team is so different than those Tata Martino teams. Tata got conservative during Mm. his time. Over his two years, he got more conservative. You didn't see as much counter pressure, you didn't see as many numbers forward. What Gonzalo Pineda is doing is bold, it's aggressive. Mm. Go back and look at the first goal. Charlotte gets that ball, and they dribble from the right side to the left. Five Atlanta United players around three Charlotte players. They outnumbered them all over the field, and they got Mm. numbers forward. The third goal that you mentioned, that's one where you build up the play out of the back, and it's a little more direct. It's Miles Robinson showing the patience on the ball, and Tiago Almada dropping into that space to almost become an 8 and a 10 in the same play to drop in get the ball where Nagby or Hossetsu sometimes gets it and then drive forward and turn into the 10 and then lay it off. The run from Almada's is good, but the underrated element of that goal mm-hmm. is the run from Miguel Barry. Because if you go back and look at it, it's a 3v3-ish kind of play. Charlotte's trying to track back and get numbers back. When Almada plays it across to his right to Araujo, Barry immediately makes a hard run to the near post in front of Bill Tuiloma, the center back, who then has to deal with him. He has to go with him. That opens up a 2v1 in the middle with Almada following his run and Wiley on the backside. Almada kind of provides a little bit of a feint, like he's going to go to the ball, lets it ride. Wiley slots it home. It's a team goal all the way across the board, even from guys who didn't touch the ball like Barry.
1: How long is it going to take for Yorgos to get uh, acclimated, Mm -hmm. adjusted? I know he checked in about the 59th minute. Uh, what did you think about his performance? But more importantly, at what point do you think it, it feels, um, you know, he's in sync with everything that's going on?
2: I think he's fine physically. I think it's just getting his sharpness back really at this point. And when you're getting those kinds of performances from Barry, who, who almost could have had an assist on the day as well, the second goal is to throw in Barry with a really nice play, to turn and chest it towards Wiley and give Wiley the break. It took a deflection. That's why I denied the secondary assist on it. It's cooking right now. So you don't have to force that change. And that's the thing where Gonzalo Pineda has really the benefit of something he really hasn't had for over a year during his time here in Atlanta, where guys are healthy and, and you don't have to make changes just to make changes. The team's playing well and the concepts are, are delivered. Then You can continue to ride with us. Barry's playing well. Yorgos will be the starter, but you don't have to force it until he's fully comfortable. This buys him a little more time to build that rhythm and build that sharpness back.
3: It is our man, Jason Longshore, guys. More on the developing story that is what the Falcons are doing and the rest of the NFL, free agency. It's all coming up right here on Dukes and Bell. One thing is, and I did mention the Tata. Now you said, yeah, it's, not, it's a different animal. The defense still gives you some pause. There was that bicycle kick that would have been a hell of a play. They got some good scoring opportunities, but I think most fans like us will take the high scoring and take our chances on defense. Is it going to be like this all season?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's – Gonzalez Pineda said it in preseason. He wants to press high when the team doesn't have the ball. He doesn't just want to drop into the defensive third, get numbers behind the ball, and and try to wait it out and play on the counter. This team, I don't think, will ever play on the counter. And it's aggressive. Look, it's aggressive. It means you're going to get 1v1 situations on the outside or in the middle. That sequence was one where they, they just kind of couldn't get the ball clear. I think they were already up 2-0 at that point. Charlotte started getting you know numbers forward, looked good for – you know, there were a couple periods where Charlotte looked like they were putting things together. I I, I don't really understand their their tactics and their lineup right now. It feels like a lot of mismatched parts. But when it clicked, Atlanta was under a little bit of pressure, and they dealt with it. Brad Gazan, and, and go back and watch. So many sequences where either Gazan made a play or Defender in front of him made a play. Ooh, they made a mistake. Brad was constantly talking about either praising or saying, hey, let's fix this. That was something that the second half of last season after he was injured, you just didn't get out of the goalkeeper position. You had different personalities back there. They were quieter. They weren't that vocal leader like Brad Guzan is. And you need that. I mean, the, the player where I think uh, Gutman gets a, a body across on a shot from right at the corner of the sixth, and Brad's yelling at him, like congratulating him, Goodman kind of shoves Brad over, like you know it's it's good the vibes are good back there, and they get the clean sheet to go along with the hard work, and that's what they needed.
1: um, can we do it again against Portland? That's our next opponent on Saturday,
2: yeah, Portland's a team who is, is dealing with what we dealt with last year, a ton of injuries. They've got three guys who are coming back from knee surgeries that won't be available for this one, two more that didn't play and were listed as out against St. Louis on Saturday. Uh, Christian Paredes was injured in that game. Evander, their big signing, is not 90 minutes fit right now. So they're they're dealing with a lot, and they lost their last two. I, I think for Atlanta, what they have to do against a team like Portland that is a little bit on the older side is push the pace. And we saw that when you needed to see it in Charlotte. You know, Game State plays a lot into it. This is one where you can look at the numbers and, and try to, you know, tell a story that, it, oh, it's a closer game than 3-0. If you just look at the stat sheet, well, it was 2-0 after 11 minutes. You know, like the, the intensity drops a little bit at that point. If, if Atlanta United can have that kind of a start against Portland when Portland is on the road, That makes it a very difficult day for the Timbers. The hot start was the biggest difference in this one.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.